comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. recording and this is out now with aaron and abe i am aaron and as always this hey, is what's up out now is a film podcast as abe and i discussing new movies weekly we also bring in a little discussion about the latest movie trailers box office and there's a bunch of other things that go with that but we're just going to skip past that part because this is a special episode of out now with aaron and abe we are doing another one of our fantastic and famous or infamous commentary tracks right a more infamous yeah <laughs> yeah and um yeah this week we're going to talk about Clash of the Titans, the original 1981 Harry Hamlin, Ray Harryhausen camp classic, among other ways to describe this movie. And this is a fun one. I am excited to watch this. We're, of course, doing this in honor of Wrath of the Titans, the sequel to the remake of Clash of the Titans, which comes out in a few weeks from now. So, you know, we thought, why not? And joining us to discuss Clash of the Titans, we have writer for Damn Dirty Blog and a real-life Prometheus willing to bypass the Greek gods' rulings about playing with fire and unleash as many Tyler Perry movies on the world as he can, Jordan Grout. Hello! Huge intro. And co-host of the Legion of Dudes and Walking Dead TV podcast, along with one of the few members of the Walking Dead TV podcast who I still hope still maintains his singing voice following his transformation into a zombie, Mr. Jim Dietz. Release the Kraken! <laughs> Great. Up, All right, guys, how we doing? Yes. We, we ready for this? We ready to talk Clash? Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Let's let's look at how cut Harry Hamlin was. <laughs> <laughs> let's um a few. Let's go over a few announcements beforehand. Um, this is taking place. I don't know when this will come out exactly, but if it comes out before episode fifty, I'm just gonna say episode fifty is coming. Our big episode. Yeah. We're still working on ideas for what to do for our 50th episode but it's happening so i'll be there <laughs> yeah you probably will <laughs> um, and, um, congratulations yeah, oh, thank you we've been shut up george <laughs> 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 yeah we've been going strong and we're you know happy to celebrate it so why not and also of course itunes reviews and ratings if you listen to other episodes that aren't terrible like this one or the ghost Rider commentary be sure to leave us an itunes review or rating <laughs> <laughs> we're happy to have them and uh, yeah just to clear up once again in case for some reason you skipped the part where we said we're doing the original class of the titans and not the remake we are doing the original class of the titans and not the remake for this commentary and yeah so this should be much simpler opposed to last time where jordan watched the extended cut of ghost rider while we watched the regular <laughs> version of ghost rider <laughs> for, yeah. for, our, for our our much our very popular ghost rider commentary episode <laughs> And, uh, oh my! Oh yeah, that was. Uh, you don't even need to watch the movie to listen to that commentary track. <laughs> that's just. That's <laughs> like just, you shouldn't. That's yeah. That's just pure gold in itself. But yes, yeah. getting back on track, we are doing the 1981 Clash of the Titans, and yeah. So 
I think we're set there. I think all of us have our DVDs or Blu-rays or streaming, whatever we're watching the song. We're all set at a certain point. I, myself, I am at the four-second mark of, of the movie, and it's literally where the MGM lion is about to, like, is starting to growl. And we're all paused at that exact same position where the MGM lion's about to growl, so I'm just going to try and count down from three, two, one, and then we'll just press play and go. All right? So will you say go? Will you go three, two, one, go? <laughs> Every, Every time. time. So do we go on one, or do we go on go? <laughs> I... <laughs> okay. I need I'm to gonna... know these things. I'm going to say three... This, I'm not doing it now. I'm gonna say three, two, one, go. And as Wait, I as move, I get to the g, oh. as I as okay, I, I'm pushing play. As I shut up. As I get to the g of go, I'm gonna be pressing the button at the same time. So it's based. It's literally on go. Okay. So I'm gonna say go. And as I'm saying go, my thumb is literally pressing the button down for the play to go. I hope that's clear <laughs> for that unnecessary explanation. Just because Jordan wants to make this harder for me. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> Three, two, one. Yeah. Get, shut up. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Did he just growl? Did yours just growl? Mine just did. It's growling. Yes, it's okay, currently the second growl just went. Oh, now I'm fading to black. So, yeah, it's just growled again. Yes. I think I'm a little ahead of you guys. I just see a bunch of guys walking now. I got guys walking too. Wind whistling according to my subtitles as well. Oh, Boy, this remake of 300 is just not very good. <laughs> uh, it's way too much Why rain. Why a garbage bin? <laughs> so who has the uh, Wrath of the Titans AMC Icy Cup? I do. <laughs> Always brag. And oh. the world is jealous. <laughs> Holy beard. I love when these movies have context immediately established. <laughs> Did he already condemn his daughter? You mean little Helena Bonham Carter right there? I'm just trying to see if I'm synced with you guys. Yes, you're, yes, oh. Abe, you're synced with us. <laughs> <laughs> I condemn this baby. <laughs> once again, once when we have dead spots in the commentary track, I'll just try to read random comment, random trivia bits about the film. Wait, we're watching Lions for Lambs, right? <laughs> Lions for Lambs, yeah. My favorite Meryl Streep movie. Tom Cruise is excellent in that. No. <laughs> Let's see. Ooh, the last film of both Flora Robson and Donald Houston. Both of them? Yes. Jonathan Livingston Seagull in a well-received cameo. <laughs> did a bird, did, um, did a bird just squawk? Take, Chinese takeout is a big deal around here. <laughs> Wilson! Oh, look at that head of hair. Mm, he must use head and shoulders. That really bristles my beard. <laughs> I'm waiting for the breast. And sail off into the credit sequence. Where is it? I assume there's a Clash of the Titans theme song coming up. I, I have watched this movie pretty recently, but, you know, I just like to pretend that there's a Clash of the Titans theme song coming up during the credits. Yo, I'll sing for you. We, we can do it, we can do it. Here we go. Clash of the Titans. Bum, 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 bum. Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans. Gods and Greeks and Harry Hamlin. This actually goes very well with this music. <laughs> oh, we've got... You don't even know how much right a gallon of milk costs. 
What is the flying speed of an unladen swallow? What is this, The Shining? Starring it's Harry really, Kaplan. It's really cool to see this Judy Bowker movie in light of her later work. Professor <laughs> McGonagall's in this movie. The, the only key character about the... Yeah, Professor McGonagall's here, but the only key character we really need to focus on is Burgess Meredith. <laughs> As Obi-Wan. I mean... <laughs> I'm trying to find out what Olivier said about this movie when it came out. He, he, he was bashing Cheyenne. it. And I'm trying to find the exact quote. Isn't this like one of his very last films? I'd imagine. It's not, yeah. not the very last. Well, if Orson Welles died doing the Transformers movie, then Lawrence Olivier <laughs> did pretty well for himself dying doing this movie. It's like the interstitial music of a Final Fantasy game. <laughs> no, he died in 89. Lawrence Olivier. He had a few other movies before, after this, yeah. but... Written by Beverly Cross. What else, what else did she bring us? Let's see. Hey, look! They're filming Lord of the Rings down there. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I see the the tor one of the torches of Gondor. See Boromir. Yeah. All was not well in the land of Dairy Queen. Oh, she did the screenplay for Jason and the Argonauts. Okay. And Genghis Khan. Yeah. Oh, Olympus, so large and not a miniature. Red. You gotta love these practical effects, man. Especially this like early laser thing here. It's like it's like a rush con you know, concert or something behind <laughs> Lawrence Olivier. I, I feel like Clash of the Titans would have been better served with an entire rush soundtrack. It would have been better as a rock opera, I agree. <laughs> yeah. I'd watch it. I'd watch Clash of the Titans turn off the dark. I'd see that. M music by uh, music by the sword. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Olivier, just he's beaming light out, Evie. And Michael Jackson's filming the Rock With You video right behind him. <laughs> Eat your heart out, immortals. Okay, now I want a giant snake on one hand and a giant cat on the other. They must be covered in bronze. Look at that set. They don't make sets like that anymore. It would all be CGI now. I like how you can clearly tell which god is which. <laughs> And all the Greek gods have British accents, which is awesome. Oh, yeah, I mean, that just makes sense. That's that's Olympus 101 right there. <laughs> I'm the god of exposition. Holy McGarnacle. Wow, this scene goes on forever. It's a, it's okay. No, the, the Ursula Andrus is Aphrodite's there. That makes sense. I like that casting. Good call, Doctor. No. To be clear, to anyone, I guess that's for some reason not watching the movie but listening to us talk about it anyway. We have we have Zeus just going over what's going on here. He's really giving the gods a talking to about <laughs> the nature of things. He is sitting on the most ornate toilet I've ever <laughs> seen. And I don't think Lawrence Olivier should, should uh, in his 80s, have to wear a headband at all. 
I like to think that Hephaestus built him that toilet. Toy, 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 uh, that toilet. Not the Kraken! <laughs> Jesus, I want you to go release the Kraken. <laughs> I want you to go right. to Argos. I want you to burn our houses to the ground. So Zeus has just ordered Poseidon to release the Kraken way earlier than Liam Neeson announces the Kraken to be released in the remake of the film. <laughs> it's kind of cool in this sequence, though, you don't really see the Kraken uh, very well. You know, you don't get a good full-on view of the Kraken. It's just kind of, you see the wake of destruction and a little piece here and a little bit there, as you'll see. Yeah, they had, as, you know, the, the movie itself, it's pretty campy for the most part, but the, uh, the effects work by Ray Harryhausen, it really... It goes back and forth between being pretty clever, being pretty creative, and there, yeah, there are some pieces that you know are obviously aged and stuff. But there's a lot of miniature work that's really cool. There's a lot of just interest, like this stuff right here. Like <laughs> something about this is really cool. Just this Poseidon being underwater and opening this giant gate to release the Kraken. Like it's. And this is very much like the last of this kind of movie too. I mean, there, if you go through the '60s with the Sinbad movies, uh, Jason and the Argonauts, even you know Sinbad and the. The Eye of the Tiger and the Sinbad and the Seven Thieves in the 70s, all the Harryhausen movies. I mean, this one was really like pretty much the last hurrah of that kind of, you know, stop motion animation being, you know, used in feature films as much. I mean, CGI was starting in the 80s and, uh, you know, there was much more reliance on that. Yeah, they certainly kind of what they took an all or nothing approach to making this movie when it came to Ray Harryhausen just going all out and trying to put all these different effects in. That said, this Blu-ray really shows where the seams are in this film. What's well, so the DVD? Jesus. I'd imagine, yeah. <laughs> Kraken got a big old butt. Besides, like, whoa. Yes. Anyone familiar with Malcolm in the Middle will recognize this scene. <laughs> Some of this is kind of cool, but some of this literally looks like a child is playing with his toy dragon monster in his bathtub, and someone happened to be filming it. I'm pretty sure that's what they were. Or the direction was. <laughs> be a child. And then we have the, uh, the stock footage put with the process shot of the water yeah. and the uh, actors in the foreground. <laughs> But it definitely speaks to a certain kind of movie. I mean, in, in Japan, you know, the, the tradition would be like for Godzilla movies and stuff, for, for all this kind of uh, model making or what have you. Um, you know, after you know the 80s or what have you, the, you don't get that kind of uh, miniature work very often in, in movies anymore. Yeah. It's a credit to people like like Peter Jackson or Guillermo del Toro, who are very much, as much as they, you know, they you certainly utilize CGI in their movies, but they're very much about practical effects too. And I remember particularly in the case of both Hellboy 2 and King Kong, they did a lot of work in terms of makeup and sets and really producing just a lot of a lot of real practical things to really just get across a look. Like the Hellboy, the Hellboy 2 
deep blu-ray has like a special feature that goes over the making of a whole like marketplace sequence where you only see so much of it but there's so much level of detail and craft involved and it's nice to see like someone like Guillermo del Toro just trying to continue to bring bring that alive in like his kind of in his movies where he's you know trying really hard to blend the two together in the best possible way yeah, Nolan is like that too. He, he likes to use a lot of practical effects. Very much so. Yeah, the Inception has a goes goes to lengths about how the um, how they brought to, how they brought to life the the Penrose steps. With is that what it's called? The Penrose steps. Yeah, yeah, and um, like yeah. the, the destruction of thing of like the um, the big snow fort sequence, like the explosions there. There's a lot of just great pra- practical effects for. Getting back to things, it looks like Poseidon's pretty pretty happy with himself. <laughs> I did it. He got he got his he got his cracking on. Damn, that is hot. He's like, yo, Zeus, what's cracking? It's like that city I ordered you to destroy. I wish uh, Warner Brothers would have released the extended cut of uh, the most recent. Oh, breastfeeding. Whoa, yeah. whoa. Boob shot. This is one of two in this movie. Because there's nothing Medusa. like a good old breastfeeding scene after a crack in destruction. There's quite a bit uh, of nudity in this movie, actually, for a PG film. Yeah. Like, such, to, uh, such as this mother, mother-son walking making sequence. Walk along, walks along the beach. Jordan, go on. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I wish they would have released the extended cut of the uh, 2010 Clash of the Titans. Because I heard there was like 45 minutes, which didn't even, they didn't even make it. Yeah, I heard of. Hold on, first we got to get to Perseus. Is like riding this horse. Like, <laughs> he's, like he's like ride, Sarah Jessica, ride. Is he... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. The why uh, do you have to put down the horse like that? That's a majestic animal, <laughs> man. Come on. <laughs> it's it's okay. Now it's an extra in luck. But um, HBO joke that Canceled probably doesn't luck. apply in the next couple weeks. Yeah, but uh, oh, there's Harry Hamlin. Look at his hair. But um, yeah, Jordan. Yeah, the the the, uh, the remake of Clash of the Titans. Yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of di- seems like a lot of differing visions on how to do things with that movie. Yep. <laughs> like uh, I heard that Danny Houston was on set for like for most of uh, filming, and yeah. then all of his scenes got cut. I believe for- the the biggest thing that I heard was that Zeus Liam Neeson's character was a, a, much more of the antagonist in that film. Yeah. than it came out to be in the in the final mm-hmm. version. Like he was. Is more so than than Hades in that film, and that Perseus was like really against Zeus for a lot of the film, but then they really warped it around. Yeah. So Zeus is really into his action figure yeah, collection. Like in Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a, there's a call. Nice. Make my monster grow. <laughs> Do you by chance know the theme music that Bulk and Skull always entered in on Power Rangers? No. <laughs> so I can always, for some reason, I can recall it. It goes, and just like come in and cause shenanigans. Meanwhile, like, <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna go into a tight tangent about, about the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers for a second. What did Bulk and Skull accomplish in that show? Every time, it's like the Power Rangers are like at the gym, eating well and exercising and practicing martial arts, and then like these two random bullies come in. They're not even bullies because they can't beat up anybody, and they're just idiots. <laughs> They're comic relief. Check out this cool effect here where they look the uh he is able to mutate Calibos by changing his shadow. Oh that's, that's cool. really cool, yeah. I guess it's gotta be animated, I guess. Yeah, this is before morphing, so this is their uh, elegant solution. Pretty cool. Maggie Smith's wowed by it. 
That's their song, man. It's commentary. Power Rangers the movie. Hell yes. Ivan Ooze. 3D. That one. Ivan Ooze. (laughs) That movie would look great in 3D. That actually would be pretty cool. Anyway, next movie. How amazing amazing would that be? Because we want to, we're re-releasing the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie in 3D. They did that, I just see it. With with like a precursor with with Good Burger to open up for it. (laughs) I love Good Burger. (laughs) From the director of A Thousand Words comes Good Good Burger. No way, like, when they morph and the little dragon comes out the screen. Oh, man. Imagine that in 3D. <laughs> anyway, Clash of the Titans here. <laughs> and she's just had, like, this, this awesome little monologue. And she's, we're just like, eh, Power Ranger. We completely passed over, yes. Yeah, well, yeah, she's not saying too much. We right? get it. Fly home, Peter. <laughs> she's talking to Athena about not feeling so fresh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running. I'm going to move to California and marry the woman with the biggest lips I can find. <laughs> Look at Harry Hamlin. Oh, Lisa Renner joke? Come on. Come on. <laughs> God, they're just playing with those action figures. Something that I was going to say, I hate it when other people play with my action figures. <laughs> I'm going to give more credit to John Carter because uh, Taylor Kitsch, Tim Riggins, is really good in John Carter. And it's a similar role that Harry Hamlin has to play here, where he's, you know, basically in a loincloth the entire movie, support basically holding up the movie. Harry Hamlin, not a good performance in this movie. (laughs) I I, I can tell he's trying, because you wouldn't use that accent if you weren't trying, but Harry Hamlin's not very good in this movie. He's also, like, what, 17 or something? Yeah, he's he's quite young in this movie. Let's see. Ooh, Dracula shot. <laughs> you know, uh, Rex Harrison was asked to play Poseidon, but rejected the role as being too tiny. See, 1951. So yeah, he was you know like 18 or 19 when they're filming this movie. Wow, Harry Hamlin. Ladies and gentlemen, Led Zeppelin. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Show yourself. Oh, he's on uh, Army Wives. Good old Hamlin. Really? Yeah. What's he? Is he an Army Wife? <laughs> he's a uh, Professor Chandler. Kyle. He's on LA Chandler. Law forever. In the Wait, what? So, what? What? Professor? What? Kyle Chandler? No, it's just Professor Chandler. Wait, on Ar- Army Wives. Is an Army Wives like a reality show? Uh, it's a TV series. No, I, I think he's thinking of Basketball Wives. Army Wives is a, is a drama. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's probably on Lifetime or something like that. Um, oh, he was in Strange Wilderness? No, wait, hold on. Let's not... You're, what, Army, is it Army Wives like a reality TV show? No. It's a, it says TV series. It has real actors in it. Yeah, it's a drama. Oh, okay. I did not know this. I, I really thought that it was just like a reality series or a center on Army Wives. <laughs> Let's get Harry Hamlin. No one knows what he looks like anymore. I know it because he was on Veronica Mars. For he was, and I like Veronica Mars, and he was really evil on that shit. Sorry. <laughs> Come, let us get you a shirt. Oh wait, Bert! I completely skipped over Burgess Meredith. <laughs> in the Mick. Movie now. 
<laughs> he probably made this movie for the money to pay alimony to his three ex-wives. Because <laughs> the Rocky money wasn't cutting it for him. Let's look up old Burgess Meredith. You gotta oh, get him, Perseus. Perseus, <laughs> you gotta go after Come him. Come Nick. Wait. He was in so many good things, though, man. He was the guy uh, yeah. in the Twilight Zone who, uh, you know, breaks his glasses after the oh, end I of love the that world. Episode. Yeah, it's classic. Yeah, he was that guy. He was also in another Twilight Zone called The Obsolete Man, uh, which was really good. I mean, he comes from, like, the Ilya Kazan Broadway uh, group tradition type thing. Oh, certainly. Uh, Burgess Meredith is quality. And he's, of course, the Penguin in the Batman TV series. Of course. And Mick, of course, in Rocky. In Rocky, yeah. Burgess Meredith, yeah, no. <laughs> he was in Tall Tale. Old Man, uncredited. <laughs> was that his last role? No, it was a biography <laughs> TV series. Uh, his last role was Grumpier Old Men oh, old as Grandpa yeah. Gustafson. Yeah. <laughs> Camp Nowhere. Camp Nowhere? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Huh. G.I. Joe the movie I see this, oh man He did quite a few cartoon voices too If I'm not mistaken With a voice like this, I bet he could have done it <laughs> I keep thinking of that Ween, that Ween song Joppa Road Do you guys know that? Never mind I'm talking about going to Joppa <laughs> Oh yeah, he was in The Sentinel That's a really good horror film not to be confused with the Sentinel starring Michael Douglas and Keeper Sutherland. That's a really good film, too. Jordan, let's not joke around too much on this podcast. <laughs> People will start to, to not realize how sarcastic we're being at moments. That's a great film. It should win an Oscar. Also in Burnt Offerings, one of the most boring films ever made. I'm sorry if you guys love that movie. <laughs> How dare you speak poorly of burnt offerings? <laughs> the Cardinal. He was also in uh who, who is which goddess is this with like the owl like attached to her arm behind Zeus here? That's, Athe that's Athena. Is that Athena? Okay. So owl, owl becomes very important later. Oh, I'm a, don't worry. We'll get to the owl. Yeah. Okay, I didn't, want, I didn't want to rush it. I didn't want to blow your reveal there. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bubo. We will speak of the owl when it is time, but yeah. Athena's just kind of like chilling. She's got this owl in her hand. Inspired by R2-D2. These, the gods, the the way these gods are dressed right now, I, I, I'm starting to get reminded of um, Defending Your Life and the tubas that Al Albert Brooks and Meryl Streep and all the other people have to wear in that movie. Yes, I just like I like shouting out "Defending Your Life" whenever we can because that's a great movie. I'm just gonna start watching that right. right let's yeah, let's just watch "Defending Our Life." <laughs> no, I forgot that Albert Brooks was in Taxi Driver until I watched it the other day. Oh yeah, a little Albert Brooks goes a long way in my book. They should release Kinsey in 3D too. <laughs> Let's just name all the films. That Monkey look. Bone in 3D. <laughs> Monkey Bone in 3D. That probably. Oh, but we're missing him posing and finding. Oh, bad Harry Hale. Ooh, the helmet. My sword is. and magic helmet. <laughs> to be clear. No Sam Worthington. What the hell? 
just to be clear, Perseus is now receiving a new weapon and form of armor in the form of a helmet that makes him invisible. Just to catch people up on <laughs> where we are in Clash of the Titans right now. Abe, do, do, do you have Harry Hamlin staring at the sword yeah, right now? Yeah, And then uh, Nick just came oh, out. You are a little bit ahead. Abe, why don't you like pause it for like half right. a second and then play it again? Is Nick out yet? No. There he is. Now Mick is walking over to him. Oh. You know he's still waxing poetic right now. <laughs> that is not like something God is alive. <laughs> A sword, eh? <laughs> this is the ordinary sword. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> I barely yeah. touched that sweet. <laughs> I broke that paper mache like it was paper mache. <laughs> this is a role John Hurt would play now. Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> he, he did in Immortals. Yes, he did. That's why. That's that's why I said. It. Okay. Yeah. Good, good on you. Yeah. Thank. Thank you. That's that's a movie I'd like to forget. I get to review that Blu-ray. Get to. Get to, yes. Oof. It looks nice on Blu-ray, I'll give it that. Oh, I'm sure it does. I'm a big Mickey Rourke fan, but I'm not willing to watch that for Mickey Rourke. <laughs> yeah, it, with Immortals, and I'll keep talking about Immortals because it kind of relates to this movie. Immortals, Mickey Rourke, I feel like he basically did the same thing we did that he did with Iron Man 2. Or, or Expendables, where he just kind of showed up doing whatever he wanted to and asked everybody to film him, and they just left all that footage in the movie. Nice. Well, I can miss it then. Classic work. I rewatched Iron Man 2 a few nights ago. The movie is crap. <laughs> I like Iron Man 2. I am not a fan. I I think it's more consistent than Iron Man 1. In terms of, I think it's the same all the way through as opposed to Iron Man, which is really good for the first two thirds and then kind of drops off at the end. That's my thought on it. Well, I mean, sure. It's consistently (laughs) bad. I mean, if that's what you're going for. Um, For an action film... For an action film, it's terrible. I will say that. because more comedy than action. I I regard it more as a comedy. (laughs) Yeah. And I'll be watching it in a month on IMAX. Oh, you're going to the, oh yeah, you're going to the Avengers all day thing. Oh yeah. Anyway, yeah, I wish they were having that in my neighborhood. Uh, I I wanted to go to that, but nowhere near Pittsburgh, I'm afraid. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be going by myself. Yeah, see, like I was kind of interested, but I'm like, I'll just do this from the comfort of my own home with friends for free. Well, and you have a 3D TV, so. You can watch, like, Thor and Captain America in 3D. That would help, but I don't have the 3D Blu-rays because I didn't oh. want them. Actually, did I? Let me see. <laughs> I don't have cat 3D, but for what 3D? Well, the 3D in Captain America was kind of mediocre. Yeah, same with Thor. Hey, I saw the ring that went with the Invisibility cloak? What? Where did he go? What, what, what? Her just Meredith is one of the I'm invisible. Can't you see that? 
<laughs> I can only see. Footsteps. Nice line. Nice line there, buddy. How do you think they did the footsteps? It seems like it's probably something really easy, but I can't think of it right now. It's probably a piece of cardboard cover with sand, and then just let the sand out of the bottom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a stencil. Yeah. From underneath. Or it could be ghosts. Foolish. Oh, he's crying now. I'm going to go hock the sword and get some whiskey. <laughs> his finest moment. Burgess Meredith is one of the rare actors who has a nose as big as his beard. <laughs> uh, him and Carl Malden. <laughs> I love our references today. <laughs> We're all over the map. Ooh, that's a good effect. Boy, I hope they don't miss this tablecloth I borrowed. <laughs> or the dinner plate on my breast. Oh, that's my nipple. <laughs> That is an awesome map painting. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Ooh. It's Beastmaster. <laughs> Beastmaster. Oh, that's a commentary in the making right there. I, I met Mark Singer at Pittsburgh Comic Con a few years ago. He's really nice. Oh, cool. He had a big line of people who wanted his autograph. I guess there's a lot of Beastmaster fans. Oh, Leper. Oh, I thought that was Cameron Diaz. <laughs> Harry Hamlin, Perseus, made his film debut in movie, movie oh my God. <laughs> drawing high praise from numerous top critics for his breakout performance. A graduate in theater and psychology from Yale University, Hamlin studied in, with the American Conser Conservatory Theater in San Francisco before becoming a professional member of the company in 1976. His big break came when he was cast opposite Lawrence Olivier in Clash of the Titans, which led to his long-starring role as Michael Kuzak on NBC's L.A. Law. The popularity of L.A. Law at the time it was out cannot be understated. It was a very, very popular show. Also not understated is the carpet-like beard of the gentleman he, Harry Hamlin, is talking to right now. Looks it's... like a younger poor man's Ray Winston. Allow me to give you a little more exposition <laughs> so you know what's going on. One might think that because Clash of the Titans came at the end of Harryhausen's legendary career, perhaps his store of monsters in the film would have been smaller or less fresh. But with his imagination spurred on by the majesty, grotesqueness, and beauty of the creatures described in ancient Greek myths, Clash of the Titans offers up some of Harryhausen's most fascinating and original creatures. Is that what, Leonard Malton or something you're reading from? Uh, I'm reading from the <laughs> Warner Brothers Blu-ray book case that came with the Blu-ray here. I'm just reading. Oh, I had, that's why I had to pause it. Book case. <laughs> Man, this, this this random guard is really delivering all God, the information yeah. you need. <laughs> While swatting a fly, shit, too. Oh, man, it has facts about every creature that we're going to see in this movie, too. <laughs> Hamlin only has two looks, confused and confused. <laughs> <laughs> is that Leonard Maltz? <laughs> That's from Roger Eber. <laughs> Wait, really? There's your box <laughs> quote. He really liked this movie, too. He gave like three and a half stars out of four. <laughs> That'd be amazing if Ebert said that about someone. Yeah, if Ebert said that, I'd be confused. 
<laughs> I'm really hungry for barbecue. Clash of the Titans is Ray Harryhausen's last feature film credit as a special visual effects creator. Oh, by the way, in terms of just really cool stop motion effects in Harryhausen, um, King Kong, which Harryhausen was not involved in, I mean, wait, what? Uh, there's a commentary track with uh, Ray Harryhausen on King, on the King Kong DVD or Blu-ray, which is really fascinating to listen to. Just throwing that out there. I've got to listen to that one of these days. That's a it's a really strong one. He totally snuck into the girls' locker room. I know he should have put on his invisibility helmet. Deleted scene. Oh, he's, he got a, he's got a helmet on already. <laughs> but is that, did he bring a Trojan? Oh! <laughs> oh, the King Kong, I forgot the King Kong Blu-ray also has a nice bookcase thing. That was pretty cool. Giant vulture. <laughs> So this must be the sheer kindness whoa, nearby. Whoa. One of those. <laughs> it's happening again. Yeah, you know, a giant vulture with a golden cage. We spray for him, but they keep coming back. <laughs> Hello, Pirate <Paris> Ass. <laughs> I'll just put this helmet back on. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> He has attempted to eat the vulture. Wow, even this scene goes on forever. Well, she sleeps through it for another five or ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> this is the time where you can go to the bathroom if you need to. Andromeda is kind of the Barbara of this movie. Oh, ghost Andromeda! Now's the time to have sex with her. <laughs> One of the original taglines for Clash of the Titans was, you will feel the power, live the adventure, experience the fantastic. Four. <laughs> experience the... Eh. <laughs> Clash of the Titans was filmed in locations and studios all over Europe, including Spain, Malta, Italy, and the famous Pinewood Studios in Buckinghamshire, England. Is there a factoid about this eagle thing? This vulture? Let me see. Nope. <laughs> Thanks for anyone that's sticking around with us in this commentary track so far. Only one quarter into the there. movie, too. <laughs> I'm just kind of amazed by the giant vulture and the gold cage. And the, yeah, it's not exactly the quickest paced like movie either. Yeah. yeah. That's, to say the least. That's why I like um, Jason and the Argonauts a lot. It's lean and quick. Exactly. And anyone that hasn't seen Jason and the Argonauts, which came before this movie, that's a really solid stop motion classic, I think. I think that's a really strong film. <laughs> which is also available on a fantastic Blu-ray. It looks really good. That movie, for what that movie is, I think that movie looks better than Clash of the Titans does, actually, with the kind of stop motion effects that they were using. That skeleton scene is still really awesome. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a total classic. Um, also, maybe an underrated and uh, maybe underseen Harry Hausen from the 70s, Sinbad and the Eye of the Tiger. 
uh, with Patrick Wayne, John Wayne's son, as Sin, uh, Sinbad. Uh, kind of odd casting, but uh, the effects are really, the stop motion effects are really solid. I'm sure it looks, I mean, if you were to watch it on Blu-ray, you'd see all the imperfections or whatnot, but if you're a fan of that kind of thing. Let's stare off into the camera, above the camera for a few moments, my friend. <laughs> it's like the J.J. Abrams thing, where they always look kind of you know, off. <laughs> the camera <laughs> I think he stole it from Spielberg though I think it smelled the fart acting I make friends jokes now hey Perseus you like my new jacket that's more of a robe really I, you, uh... that Calabos is a wrecking machine Mattel produced a total of six toys featuring characters from the film, which are now highly sought-after collector's items. Figures included the Kraken, Pegasus, Charon, and Calibos. Who wouldn't want to have their own Kraken? I'd rather just have the shirt that says, What's Kraken? Wait, no Perseus? Ooh, Pegasus. Uh-oh. Pegasus. Who's getting the Muppets on Blu-ray? <laughs> Thanks for I that. <laughs> so it was, yeah, for sure. Cool. Can't wait. I didn't know this was a TriStar movie. <laughs> <laughs> Pegasus, the flying white horse who carries Perseus into battle against the Kraken. For his loyalty, Pegasus was rewarded by Zeus with a permanent place in the heavens where he lives among the constellations and carries the great god's thunderbolts. What's better, Pegasus or a unicorn? Pegasus. I don't know. If you cut off the horn of a unicorn, you'd be like all powerful, according to legend. Dude, per- Pegasus gets you around. You'd be all powerful. You could just float around. Dude, I could I could cardboard a horn onto a horse, and there you go. <laughs> Pe- per- Pegasus, you're fl- you're literally flying around. Can Sarah Jessica Parker do that? <laughs> you know how much. Oh, you drive, you drive a Prius? You drive a Prius? Oh, I drive a Pegasus. <laughs> yeah. When they invent flying cars, the first I don't know, riding a unicorn would be pretty cool. The first one would be called Pegasus. It'd be like the Ford Pegasus. Flying cars, now a real thing. That's not true. Yeah, it could be probably the Japanese. <laughs> Ford wouldn't create a Pegasus. <laughs> the Honda Pegasus. Right back. Easy girl. Burgess is taking a bathroom break or something. It's like, I'm out of here. I'm, that tree. I'm gonna go get this. Yeah, I'm gone. This thing looks pretty good, actually. Given the, the melding of the actors and the stop motion stuff. Good and thing they have a lot of close up shots of yeah, the horse. The uncomfortable close up shots of the horse helps too. <laughs> Wow, that's quite a jump. <laughs> that's uh, that's that's a uh, Hamlin's mad John Carter skills right there. <laughs> you have to cut the rope that heroically. But... Later, old dude. <laughs> Oh, 
And I think in regards to stop motion films and now I already brought up the skeleton scene in uh, Jason and the Argonauts, I think Army of Darkness also deserves a shout out as well. <laughs> Classic skeleton battle in that film. Oh, yeah. Harry Hamlin's taming the Pegasus here. <laughs> the power of his disco headband will hop. Yes. Okay, now act like you're riding a Pegasus. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Although Lawrence Olivier plays the indomitable Zeus, he was in fact quite ill at the time of filming. This, this, uh, we need more shots of clouds and him flying <laughs> around. We haven't established enough that he got the horse and is flying it. Yeah. But that's why we have all this the sense of wonder shots of Burgess Meredith's eyes as well. <laughs> oh, Perseus, you're back. I've tamed the Pegasus after two minutes of flying in the air. Well done. Did you get my cheese whiz, boy? (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, so I didn't see this coming. Beverly Cross, who wrote the screenplay for this film, as well as uh, Jason and the Argonauts and some of the other films we mentioned, is a man. I didn't know. I, oh. I read that wrong. And he was, in fact, married to Maggie Smith uh, until his death in 1998. Beverly Cross. Hmm. I was not aware Beverly could be a man's name until this very yes. moment. Uh, same here. He was an English playwright and screenwriter born in London into a theatrical family. Who named him Beverly? Maybe it's like the Johnny Cash boy named C yeah. thing. <laughs> Makes him like a real tough guy, you know. But you're supposed to name him in. Yeah, up. my name's Beverly. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, Andromeda's still, you know, wandering around her body. Oh, there she goes, into the cage. I really cages. like to play that Insidious game a lot. Yeah. Didn't, didn't we already see this scene? Yeah, but the sun is more intense. <laughs> I'll trail him inconspicuously on my blindingly white flying horse. <laughs> Intense Harry Hamlin close-up shot. I'll get you, bad mother. Now they're flying over what seems to be an endless series of aerial shots in this movie. They had a lot of footage. They used it all, too. (laughs) Before the days of editing. Yeah, this is... (laughs) This is what this looks like now. (laughs) It's just... (laughs) We paid for all these helicopter shots. We're gonna use them! (laughs) Okay, we get it. He followed them there. Let's get there. Oh, boy. 
now we're flying over the swamps. What the hell just fell into the water? Oh. What? Dagobah. Dagobah. <laughs> yeah, you see that that monarch just dropped off Andromeda. <laughs> oh, Greek alligators. Those are the worst. Andromeda, not averse to walking through dangerous infested swamps. She must be on the same dosage of Valium as the director. <laughs> oh, and here we have the mighty Calabos. What's, what does it have to say about him? What do we got here? Let's see. Calabos, who was once golden, handsome youth, but is now odious, satanic mutation, partly human, partly satyr, cursed by Zeus Calabos with one cloven hoof, reptilian tail, clawed hands, and goat horn head, lives in a foul, stinking swamp crawling with corrupt and awful creatures. And, and these seven dwarfs, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, speaking of the director of this film, the director of Clash of the Titans was Desmond Davis. Well, has a lot more work in a camera and electrical department. <laughs> camera operating, I guess, is the best way to label that. How many other movies did he? No, he directed quite a few things. Let's see. Nothing nothing of great note. Well, really, yeah, Class Designs is basically his biggest movie director. Initially, Calabos had no dialogue and was purely a stop-motion character. After a rewrite to the script, dialogue was added and the role was given to Neil McCarthy. That's why some shots use uh, stop motion, some mo uh, shots use uh, prosthetic makeup. <laughs> I'd like to think that uh, Ron Perlman in Beauty and the Beast drew inspiration from Calabos' look at this film. Andromeda is sad. That's the look. These are more cavemen, really, than Seven Dwarfs. I'm going to go cavemen. They look like the cave dwellers from uh, that Mystery Science Theater episode. <laughs> like the low-rent uh, cavemen. Uh-oh. Calabos is reaching low. <laughs> He's got big earrings, by the way, too. He was a hipster before he was hip. Joan Rivers, in a weird way. <laughs> it's weird that Calabos, Calabos is like the fantasy equivalent of a ginger. <laughs> Unwanted. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Don't touch me there. Leave me now. Is she still in her uh, astral projection phase? I like her. Her is body is still sleeping, right? I believe so. I hope I haven't lost track too much. Is that correct? Yeah. If 
this is a dream sequence, I'm going to be very disappointed. Well, yeah, I, I know it's not a dream, though. It's, um, I believe her body's still in the bed back at the palace or whatever the hell. <laughs> what was that, Sandra Bullock? <laughs> no, those are footsteps. Oh. I will say that I did, I did enjoy Jason Fleming as Calabos in the remake. But I like him in general. He's, he's a fun guy. The, uh, the 3D in the remake gave me a headache for some reason. Yeah, we don't want to, we don't talk about that. <laughs> Although, the 3D in Wrath of the Titans looks pretty promising. I'm pretty excited for that one. Yeah, it does. It's something uh, I'll probably see in 3D. It's like they learned their lesson. They're like, all right. Let's do it. Let's do it right this time, guys. Since we were the laughing stock of 3D the first time around. Is Mirror Mirror in 3D? I hope so. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Let me see. So I'll see that in 3D. Let me see. It is. <laughs> I, I mean, the last Harson joint was. So let's see if this one is. Man, how does he sneak up on anybody? I don't know. Harry Hamlin's not. He's not the sharpest knife in the drawer. I mean, he lost the helmet. <laughs> that is some tale. Yeah, Mirror Mirror does not appear to be in 3D. Uh, I'm not going to watch it then. <laughs> That's what Tristan <laughs> <laughs> It would have been Mirror 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 then, right? <laughs> I will say that the other Snow White film coming out this year, Snow White and the Huntsman, looks quite good. Yeah. From, yeah, a, vis from a visual standpoint, especially. And Charlie Starr looks like he's having a lot of fun. Saw that five-minute trailer for it. Looks neat. Yeah, I, I saw it there with uh, Charlie's and Case Stew at WonderCon. That's right. Awkward panel. Just saying. <laughs> Awkward panel. Really? How so? Um, there was a lot of... Kristen Stewart isn't well liked by many people in the WonderCon crowd, apparently. <laughs> oh well. And yeah, and her answers to questions were not as intellectually challenging as some would hope they would be. Which is... hmm. I thought she was okay in the Runaways movie. Yeah, I have not. I have nothing against her in particular. It's... I've never seen any of the Twilight movies, but I mean, I thought she was decent in the Runaways movie. She's yeah, and she's good as Judy Foster's clone in Panic Room as well. Oh, here we go. Percy is finally stepping up. Yo, what up, man? It's me, P Dog. I know where your daughter is. Oh, she's uh, from Dune, the the Benny Gesserit. <laughs> This is the Gamjabar. Ooh, why are we watching Dune? Because we don't have four and a half hours to kill her, however long. Okay, so there's intro. Okay. So yeah, she was like her in her astral projection phase, and then Percy has saved her, and so now she's back again. No, he has to answer a riddle. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got a big reveal under his robe. That's not that's not an innuendo. You'll not, see in a minute. It's not his Bebo? No. It's not his Bebo.
Let's just look at some of the extras in the background. <laughs> I'm trying to stay awake. I really am. I'm sleepy. One of them has, like, sunny delight. <laughs> Look at the horns that those guys have on the left. The answer, the answer is a ring! <laughs> I'll keep getting closer and closer. <laughs> I took it off his cold, dead hand. Oh! That was a weird throw. <laughs> I just kind of landed. It's a good shot. Is that the answer? Tell me. Look at that one guy in the back. How he's applauding. He's <laughs> uh, like, You can see why they cast Harry Hamlin. I mean, he has a chiseled jaw and flowery hair. <laughs> you can see why they cast Andromeda. She is wide-eyed. She could react to Harry Hamlin's wide jaw. Now they've got a hula girl. Burgess Meredith is going to hang out with the Queen. All right. And the Queen's <laughs> I'll stay right here. It's... <laughs> this is a lot like the TV series Spartacus, except there's a lot less graphic nudity. <laughs> that said, Spartacus is an awesome show. Never seen it. It's really, it's really good, and it's hard... It's it's hard to convince people that it's not just a show about TNA and violence because it's really not. It, there's great characters well, in the show. That's all I want. That it's there for sure. It's very stylized, and you know who doesn't like some of that. But it's a really well. It's a very well written show, and I'd compare it to HBO's Rome. It's that good. Hmm. Is it on Netflix? It was. The first season is still because like stars got rid of their deal with Netflix, so the new episodes aren't right. there anymore, but the first season as a whole is on Netflix. Maybe the second prequel season, too. He demands justice. In the other room, Disney's, an what? Disney's animated Hercules is in the other room singing. <laughs> He's a, he's a wine into his mom. Where's the famous gladiator? <laughs> Zero the <a> hero. <laughs> I believe that's Destiny's Child that does like those songs. Really? I'm pretty sure. Like before they were like big. Not one of the great actresses of her day, Judy nope. Bowker. <laughs> matching with matching with one of the uh, not one of the greatest actors of his day. <laughs> she probably had a whole life of uh, signing eight by tens at comic book and sci-fi conventions That's all true. through the eighties and nineties. Surprised I didn't see her at Comic I WonderCon. 
Disappointed they didn't release the uh, Hunger Games score. <laughs> Getting off topic. Thank you for that. <laughs> it's not released yet. Well, the soundtrack. Oh yeah, because the the soundtrack, soundtrack is. We know we know the soundtrack's out because it has like Taylor Swift and everybody on there. I'm gonna buy it. No, I'm not. Series seven times Battle Royale equals Hunger Games. Not to go too far off topic, but I'm looking forward to Hunger Games. I, I know a lot of uh, people who are fans of it. I have not read the books in uh, any way. The first book is solid. I haven't read the other two yet, but the first book's it's fun. I enjoyed it. And I keep hearing the movie's really good, too. So I like Jennifer Lawrence. That helps as well. I'm wrong. It's not Destiny's Child that does it. <laughs> but it would have been cool if it was. would have been. What is it? 98 Degrees? It's, yes, it's 98 Degrees. <laughs> wow, that was quick. Are they getting married? Usually this scene would be at the end of the movie. Judy Bowker is really tiny. I never noticed how tiny she is. What have they done? Oh, uh, you had to talk shit about Dennis, yo. <gasps> what? Oh, uh, snap. You've angered Maggie Smith. <laughs> you don't want to do yeah. that. Whew. Give Maggie him the Smith. Part. Gonna get parliamentary on your. <laughs> Barry Hamlin has that confused look in his eye. <laughs> Are we acting right now? <laughs> Purchase Meredith looks just really drunk or something. It's just like, like kind of dumbfounded. It's like, is that happening? I'm glad they're using haunted house technology from Disneyland to make the scene work. <laughs> I was just going to ask if they got this from the Haunted Mansion, yeah. Uh, well, that was hot. Yes, I mean, you must realize this this is before Ghostbusters technology, so. <laughs> we had to use Haunted Mansion technology. Am I the only one that was alive when this came out in the theater, by the way? I just wanted to ask. Amongst us, yes. yes. I thought so. Because I actually did see this in the theater. Huh. I remember thinking how boring it was. Because <laughs> I was, like, I was, I don't know, 10 or something? I was very young. Was the theater crowded? Not so much. People just rolling around on the floor yelling no. <laughs> no! Not again. I mean, nah. Bird is married. He's like, well, that was a silly afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I better take this bedspread back to the days in. <laughs> it's a good thing we left your credit card. <laughs> I feel bad for the guys on the right who just have to stand there at attention. 
Is that one guy supposed to be looking at them? Isn't he supposed to be looking ahead like the others? He's making obscene gestures into the camera. <laughs> are they supposed to be guarding Burgess Meredith? I mean, why are they there? They're here to tell us more about the storyline and plot. Because we haven't heard enough of that already. <laughs> There's still an hour left. I feel like it's almost the end of the movie. <laughs> oh, I mean, the wow! Key. Look at that hair. Yeah. <laughs> the key, the key is that we really haven't got to the the really good stuff yet for this movie. So that's yeah, he's nice. gonna go see the Stygian witches. That part's pretty pretty cool. I'm trying to want, figure out why Andromeda is dressed up like Erica Badu. <laughs> she was Erica Badu before <laughs> Erica Badu was even around. Way to yeah, fit all that in there, Abe. <laughs> Good work. Ooh, but we have... Ooh, it's always shiny. playing with your sword. A.K.A. a Pegasus. Shiny hilt. Huh? I sense danger. <laughs> I sense danger. <laughs> it's Padme. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, disgusting. Pegasus. Pega, Pega, Pegasus. I don't know if I'd be letting my horse drink out of the water with the weird CO2 smoke coming out of it. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure Pegasus is strong enough to just fly and carry uh, all those guys with him. Her. It. Ah. Sounds like a velociraptor. This is a musical? So the point of this scene is that they're capturing Pegasus. Yeah, I don't know if you got that from the you know the three minutes we've been watching it. <laughs> They're just waving the net and showing us you know them capturing Pegasus. We're feeling Pegasus's inner turmoil as he's being captured. Mm, fade to black. Good. Pizza, pizza. <laughs> Now they take orders from him? Yeah, well, he won their hearts with his, his singing and that riddle that he answered. The two things needed to... Uh... All you have to do is answer a riddle and you become leader of this country. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. I'm going to upgrade the Blu-ray. Her little pony, and of course he gets the old gray horse. Yeah, I gotta ride this horse. <laughs> and Percy's like, I want my Pegasus back. <laughs> Pega, Pega, Pegasus. 
Jane Wheatland from the Go-Go's is there. <laughs> I wonder if that's like a prop owl. No, that's a real owl. No, nope, yeah, he's moving. <laughs> you can see it in his eyes. Lawrence <laughs> <laughs> Olivier is smiling away. That's his creepy. He used to walk around in a toga all day, you know? Uh-oh, here we go. Hephaestus is making something special for Perseus. Become the man you were born to be, Aragorn. <laughs> Which would be actually more useful, R2 or uh, Bubo? R2. R2 is the chosen one. He speaks right. like thousands right. of languages. R2 saves so much ass in throughout the trilogy, the both trilogies. It's ridiculous. He's he's the true chosen one. He brings back really his trilogy. It is. I mean, it is really. <laughs> it's his story. All six films. It's about his rise to power and his how he tried to help Anakin and he failed him, and then how he you know was stranded for a while and then he came back and. Found Obi Wan, brought balance to the Force. The R2 story. Ride, Kenyanero. Ride. <laughs> we need about five more minutes of them riding horses to get the idea that they're going somewhere. It's okay, they're literally saying nothing. Uh oh, here we go. What is it, my liege? Let's just say the obvious things. Okay, so here we have Bubo. This is the magical owl forged by the blacksmith Hephaestus at Athena's command. Fashioned from golden metal, Bubo is sacred to Athena and was thought by ancient man to be an animal of magic and superstition. A symbol of gloom and death, the owl was revered as the possessor of great wisdom. And he, and he has a spiffy haircut. I like how not only is this like this design like really corny and cheesy for this movie, but like it also like acts like it's really corny cheesy. <laughs> like it's like can't even land on a branch, it falls on its back, and it's like Meh. it was made in China. Yeah. I was also annoyed that the remake only made passing mention to Bubo and didn't have him in a prominent role. <laughs> It has eyes that spin. The name Bubo is a scientific term for the genus of eagle owls and horned owls, which is interesting because the robot Bubo is modeled on a barn owl, which is the genus Taito and not a Bubo at all. Boom, take that, Hollywood. Oh. Messing it up. Oh, irony. What do you think the uh, the logic was in adding Bubo to this story? <laughs> R2-D2. I, I guess. Like, that's the only thing yeah. I can think of. Where, like, producers like, you know what? That star, that star picture? Because they don't know the name of it. That star picture that came out that made all that money? They had a pretty good idea of that, that droid thing. Can we fit that into our Greek mythology movie? 
Well, I guess Hephaestus could make something. Just write it down, Beverly. What if he makes a lizard? No, no, kids won't like that. No, they love owls, though. Owls. Kids love owls. Love them. Comic relief. It looks like the valley from up. <laughs> this is like way too majestic music for just them riding through a valley, don't you think? <laughs> but I have really I mean, not, they're not even riding as much as like gently galloping. It's a beautiful day. They're just sauntering through this park. Yeah, it's not like, you know, there's a crack in store for us to destroy the city if we don't act faster or not. Feels like they're gonna run into like the nice essay knee. <laughs> no one will be seated during the gripping shield putting on his back scene. It's like twenty one jump street. And Put her there. She's got a strange looking hands. I will now because well Jordan you liked your highness right? Uh, I did very yeah. much. Abe I don't it think you very, you didn't yeah, like it, it as much. But beautiful. I do I do love the fact that they have a nod to Bubo in your highness where they have like a, a, a like a what, the mechanical animal thing that Danny McBride's character has. <laughs> that that made me hilarious. that made me crack up so much just because they had the idea to put that in there. <laughs> Or no, I think it was James Franco's um, mechanical smash. Yeah, he's like all smashed in the <laughs> Several scenes involving Booba Bubo taking a bowel movement were omitted from the final cut. Thank you for that fake trivia. That'd be awesome if that were true. Those rocks don't look that difficult to climb, but that's just me. <laughs> okay, that one kind of does. Hamlin has a lot of body grease on, so it's more precarious than you'd think. <laughs> and that shield must weigh like 10 or 12 ounces. <laughs> well, it is genuine European cardboard. <laughs> Thanks, Bubo. That's right, R2. We're going to the Dagobah system. <laughs> He just throws it off the mountain. <laughs> I'm Percy's his best friend. He makes me clean up after this owl. Okay, so here we go with the Stygians. I think I have something on them. Steven Tyler and Steven Tyler in. <laughs> Maybe David Carradine. I'm not sure. Don't you want some of what they're cooking? Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> that looks good. Looks like chili mixed with shit. Or shit mixed with chili. One of those. <laughs> Ooh. 
still alive. Yeah. It's like an Amos family. Oh, sure. I'll walk closer to you. <laughs> I've got a hey, we're ominous just feeling. Out <laughs> now, boys, attack! Boobo! I slept through the scene in the remake when I saw it. The Stygian triplet scene? Yep. I don't know. I thought it was kind of fun. I don't. I don't hate the remake. I well, I, I saw it at midnight and I was bored with the movie, so I took a nap. That was yeah. That's understandable. But yeah, I don't. I don't hate the remake. I think it could have been a lot. I think there was more promise in the trailer than the movie delivered on because you had literally oh, yeah. guitar strings matched with scorpions pounding into the ground, and I was like, yeah, I want to see that movie. And Liam Neeson yelling and release the Kraken. There's a lot to live up to right there. But, yeah, the movie was kind of dead on arrival. It was just kind of like, well, there's some cool action stuff mixed with a lot of blandness. Do you guys have a problem with Sam Worthington's American accent? Yes. Yeah, because okay. it, because it's not it's not consistent. every Especially when he gets angry. it's He noticeably becomes Australian whenever he gets angry and loud. Thank you. He, Thank he, you he, very he, much. I'm saying the same thing. I am a man on a ledge. He did do that man on a ledge, actually. I was I was quite aware of this, which is annoying because it's like it's not like you're new to this anymore. You've been trying to do the American accent for a while now. And he admits to that in interviews. He's yeah. just like, oh yeah, I just get so into the character that you know things happen and blah blah blah. And the directors just let me go with it. So. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I just realized he's walked into an episode of the, of the Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Hey yo. Boom. <laughs> really tall, manly-looking one that they always make fun of? The Jim Deeds jokes. It's, it's a Fushigi ball. This is the uh, type of role that John Hurt would play nowadays. Or Ozzy Osbourne. You mean three different women Ford that are blind? Cage. <laughs> oh, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage would be the Kraken. <laughs> I'm the Kraken! I read there. I'm the Kraken. I'm going to go make love to the Statue of Liberty. I, uh, uh, I'm just going just gonna, to just gonna tear the city up and then I'm going to gonna get the sculptures I'm gonna I'm gonna rape them. Bruce Meredith's on fire I don't know I always found Bubo kind of creepy <laughs> especially like when he's half blinking <laughs> he's got those like uh, those uh, iris I you know open and close eyes as well as well as the blinking going on why does he need to blink like if a terminator he's a machine I love that this is day for night shooting right now like it's supposed to be like nighttime that's what they're going for with this Burgess needs to get to bed by eight <laughs> and once he starts drinking his medicine by three or four he's, he's you know he's no good for the rest of the day shoot <laughs> I really need to fill you in on this backstory before you go kill Medusa. Did you know that? 
I used to date Medusa. She was terrible in bed, so I dumped her. She's also a cold-hearted bitch. She was a, <laughs> she was a wrecking machine. I'm so afraid to act. She kind of looks like Avril Lavigne. Yeah, I can see that. A lot poutier. There's the big passionate kiss of the movie right there. <laughs> I caramba yeah. with the score rising and everything too. Clash of the Titans. It was supposed to be pretty much married, and that's the best kiss they could get. Not a lot of Titans in this movie. It was like an old creepy man leering at them. Gotta say, not not too many Titans in this film. Yeah, kiss her again, kiss her again, <laughs> Perseus. Yeah, exactly. exactly. a lot of pressure. Yeah, Nick is looking at you. Right there. <laughs> oh. Oh, you tricky tricksters. Oh, my turn. Hey. -o. <laughs> <laughs> wow, their tent technology was really not there. <laughs> yeah, was it? They're, they're, they're a lot more about lean twos. Frodo and Sam are coming the other way. <laughs> Smeagol's already there. The British Meredith is Smeagol. Are you kidding? I guess it's supposed to be cloudy? I get to hold his owl. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Right off there in the fake distance. <coughs> Camelot. <laughs> Trust me, in this kind of movie, the legend is always true. I want to see a movie where the legends are always false and they get to their destination safely. That's called Big Fish. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you. right? Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. A lot of exaggeration, but they all got to where they were going. I'm actually very proud of that call. I think that's exactly right. <laughs> oh, he's got the shofar. Okay. Ricola. <laughs> or, or Irish Spring, one or the other. So now we're about to meet Caron. <clears throat> who is the boatman who ferries people of the to the Isle of the Dead, hooded and cloaked in black. As Perseus comes close to pay the boatman with silver coins, he sees the outstretched hand of a skeleton and beneath the fusion cow a grinning sightless skull. It is a sight that neither he nor we will likely ever forget. That's a description. <laughs> Very slow, though. Yeah, Caron could could use an extra rudder on there. Star of the '80s song by Chris DeBerg, "Don't Pay the Ferryman." 
One fair for six guys? That's a deal. Hello. <laughs> Do you have anything smaller? I don't have change for this. <laughs> no transfers. What are you selling? I like how the all of our accents for the skeleton are like New York and gritty accents. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got there, boys? <laughs> we gotta start adding S's onto everything. Hey, unless you want the boatsman to take you over to the Medusas. <laughs> what is this, Lake Cuomo? <laughs> well, I should tell you about the last fans that I had driving over to this boat. <laughs> It was it was the uh, it was Jason's and his golden fleeces. It was you know, talk about it buzzkills. <laughs> like best thing about this mist is I could totally cut one and no one'll ever know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Perseus is uh, how, how's he doing? Where's your where's your horse Pegasus? I heard about that. Is it, is it horse Pegasus is not around. <laughs> Now remember, all zombies and waitings out here is for years, but uh, you know, don't come after sixes or else I'll be gone by zens. Creepy stare induces. You're kind of evolving into. You're becoming Popeye now. <laughs> I, uh, <it's>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be waiting to hear for you with my little spinach cans. Gug, gug, gug. <laughs> I think it's in there. Yeah, whatever. I, I'm going to go hang out with Blue Oyster Cult now. I'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> Can, can I have my own torch, please? <laughs> no, we all have to share one. <laughs> okay, I will say that this Medusa scene coming up is pretty cool. I really like this scene. I really like how it works and how it plays out. It's kind of scary in you if you're in the right setting. More gratuitous breasts. Yeah. How was it in the remake? I forgot. The Medusa scene is the best scene of the remake. I, yeah, I think it actually wait there's stuff before Medusa, I think. But the Medusa scene, yeah, the Medusa scene in the remake, it's the best stuff in that in that scene sequence. I have to rewatch that. You don't have to, but I no, have to. If it's on FX which has the movies, you can watch it. I don't have that. You don't have cable? No. No. Oh. Good on you, I guess. <laughs> don't judge me. I'm not judging you. You don't have cable. <laughs> it's Jawas. Rotaney. That's Wolf Jawas. Ooh. Gee, it's almost like he was turned to stone. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Looks like someone Pompeyed him to be there. Pompeii, is that, what, that what it is to be antiqued? You guys with the masks. Anonymous faces. So we're coming up on Dioskilos. 
the giant ferocious wolf dog with two heads, heads uh, as formidable as it is fierce and frightening, who guards the entrance to Medusa's sanctuary. Perseus severs one of the dog's heads and eventually kills it with a swift lunge of his sword through its body. It's not a very clever description. That's just kind of saying what happens in this movie. But, all right, thanks. So he's like Cerberus's least or less successful cousin. Yes. No, not a thrower can shoot there by one weakness. But I have two heads. I'm so cool. Yeah, but your brother Cerberus has three heads. Yes, I know. I always hear about Cerberus. The sound of the dog there. Yes. (laughs) That's my that's my Beastie Boys beginning of the Sure Shot song impression. Show notes. Perseus is apparently deathly afraid of stakes. Clearly, these dogs don't have a one-track mind. Oh, there he goes. He finally got his sword back. Jesus, took him long enough. I know, right? He lost one in the process. Oh, now he's doing parkour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he jumped on Red Rock and then jumped again. <laughs> so the guys with him aren't red shirts, they're red cloaks. <laughs> they're certainly not Spartans. Spartans never say die. I love the shots from the wolf's perspective. That's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to know what it was like to be stabbed by Harry Hamlin. <laughs> <laughs> the most amazing thing ever. <laughs> I got him, guys. And Perseus and his cohorts enter the lair of Medusa. Looks like a mummy ride. Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> shadows. Ooh, the shadows. Oh, I will point out this because this is pretty cool that I, I was like, I mean, God of War 2, the video game, Harry Hamlin reprises his role as the voice of Perseus. Really? Yes, and I found that to be quite entertaining that he he provided the voice for Perseus, especially because in God of War, you basically kill everybody that you come across, and Kratos, the star in God of War, gives quite the beating to Perseus in that game. (laughs) He saw the film, he's like, damn you. (laughs) Here we go with Medusa. Here we go. The Medusa was once a beautiful young girl seduced by Poseidon, but unfortunately he chose a temple dedicated to the goddess Athena as a place for the seduction. Feeling enraged and slighted, Athena turned Medusa's hair into snakes. So ugly was Medusa that one glance could turn a man to stone. Wicked and wrathful, she is truly one of the most memorable villains in the history of storytelling. I'll give it that. I don't run across people that don't know what Medusa is. For sure. Harry Hamlin's going to have to rely on his cunning to get past Medusa. Oh, no. <laughs> there goes one guy. 
so much for coming. <laughs> Live tonight in the Tangiers room, it's Medusa. <laughs> I love the logic where you can look into a mirror at Medusa and that doesn't turn you into stone. What? That is kind of creepy. It is, yeah. I think it's I think it's very effectively done stop motion creation from Ray Harryhausen. Plus the lighting effects kind of add to the yeah know, the, the uh, effect for sure. Definitely, the indoor setting really. It makes a difference here, opposed to kind of blending things out with environments. It seems like this is well conceived. Like even Harry Hamlet looks real in this. <laughs> no, dude just got stoned. He is so high right now. How come his clothes don't turn to stone? That's stupid, Jordan. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> clothes were stone on the other guy. Different times. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting how there's very little dialogue in this at all. Yeah, it's just it really maximizes the tension. Yeah. Though, I'd say, which is why I think Harry Hamlin also does a good job in the scene. It doesn't rely on his acting. <laughs> no, this scene needs Meredith to give some exposition. Now Medusa was in my high school <laughs> class, and she was kind of the popular girl. <laughs> <laughs> What else kid advice can you give me, Zeus? He's like Nothing. watching some, some show in his shield or something. I can only tell you information you've already heard. Bye. Um, oh. That is going to throw like Captain America. Good throw, Perseus. <laughs> you can check his hair before he dies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you are. I got you now. I have fallen for your clever ruse. What? <laughs> I did that. <laughs> that was that reaction. <laughs> okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to show happen. up and he's going to like throw a grenade at the predator. Perseus, get to the chopper! <laughs> Come on, kill me! Kill, kill me now! 
are you waiting for? They're just going to turn and just going to be like, you're one ugly mother. <laughs> you know what have been really useful here would have been the helmet that made you invisible. Yeah, that would have been oh, wait, sorry. We were pretty cool not to lose that in the swamp. <laughs> Oh boy. Tension sweat beads. Dun, 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 dun. Close up. Oh man. If a dove. Happen. Whoa. Why would you do that? <laughs> oh, I did it. <laughs> Whew. That was a hoot. That's a, that's a nasty. Ooh, just the head. Nipples. Yeah, she—he's Harry Hamlin's about to learn the secret of the ooze. Oh, that was great, though. <laughs> Thank you. Does he have to take the head back as like a prize? No, Abe. He has to take it to destroy the Kraken. Yeah. Come on now. Can <laughs> you see? I, I remember that from the remake. Let me take a look at this Medusa's head nice, I got here. Do it. Basically, all the gifts that the gods have given him, he's just like either neglected or left behind. Yeah, he's kind of ungrateful. He's going to go pose with this uh, Medusa head now. Adrian! <laughs> He's all cheering at the top of the steps. You guys, guess what? You guys, you guys. I got this head. Is Bobo acting as, like, first watch for Medusa's head? Bobo's on head, yeah. dude. <laughs> Got it, guys. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go get some sleep. Tweet, tweet. Apparently, Chris Tucker plays Bobo in the remake. <laughs> <laughs> this lightning storm sure is crazy. Like, damn, Chan. <laughs> Super green. We're going to sleep in the middle of a storm and leave the owl to guard the treasure. Like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. Remember me? I'm the evil guy. It's like the uh, the troll from the troll movie. You know, movie called Troll. <laughs> that one. <laughs> Not troll. So that... Not to be confused with Troll Two. No. Oh, even worse. Oh, he's never going to get that stain off that gravel. He's going to have to replace that whole patch. <laughs> Stupid owl. Bobo, sorry, I'm like, oh my god, the scorpions are like 12 feet long now. Wake up! I will say the scorpion scene in Clash of Times is pretty fun, too. Then did the remake. Yeah, now it wakes up. Guys, when did it get so windy? Here's the description of scorpions. Finally, giant scorpions spring from the blood of the severed gorgon head. 
They can kill a man with just oh, one awesome. potently venomous sting. I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> Mel Gibson's in this movie? You Danny Glover. Maybe they're going to play Rocky like a hurricane. <laughs> he's not even beating the horses to make him run. He's just beating them because he likes to. That's just sad. A lot of horses for three guys, isn't it? Well, he left with six guys, so. This is true. They're not just going to leave the horses behind. I'll just swing wildly. Oh, my, <laughs> my good legs. Is it Indiana Jones or something? Calabos is just a huge Harrison Ford fan. Particularly in Witness. Witness. <laughs> he moves to Amish country. I like the idea of Calabos being like a huge Harrison Ford geek and he like dresses up like him and goes to conventions. <laughs> it's like this, this awkward creature thing. <laughs> Give like, me back my family. <laughs> he like comes up in like Harrison Ford garb, but like and like he has like Han Solo gear on, but like has like an Indiana Jones hat at like the fucking the panel for Firewall. It's <laughs> like Mr. Ford. <laughs> the panel. Wait a minute, whoa, whoa, whoa. Back that up. The panel for Firewall. Uh, yeah, the panel. No, the, the panel for Firewall. The underrated classic that will be Firewall, which will be be at the conventions years from now. <laughs> Mr. Ford. Mr. Ford. Mr. Ford. Get, Get off, off my plane. Write <laughs> <laughs> that on firewall poster. That's pretty. This effect that we're looking at is pretty good with the whip, where it's kind of a stop motion. You know, well, it's a stop motion figure in the force in the front screen here, and his whip back at the real Harry Hamlin in the background. Oh, oh. classic oh. Harry Hamlin dagger throw. <laughs> Hamlin. Ooh, and he falls into it. Oh, I fell on my keys. <laughs> the young Richard Branson is dead. What happened? Don't worry. There is another. <laughs> Damn you, Red Sack. It's all your fault. This is your... Go, Jim. I was going to say, you should have used a block bang. Yeah. It would have saved him a lot of trouble. 
Or wrap it in saran wrap first or something, you know. Dude, Bobo Tolly is R2-D2. He just, like, floated out of the river. <laughs> now? <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> I'm all worn out. Boo boo, quick. Danny Houston is in Wrath of the Titans. He's back. He's back? Yeah. Are you sure? He's on IMDb. <laughs> they just. They just brought up Pegasus again. Pegasus has been off the screen for like 50 minutes. Yeah, I believe they had trouble settling his contract, which is why I was only able to appear in the film for so long. <laughs> Kevin Pollock is reprising oh, his role from Willow in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Does, does that lead caveman character look like Daniel Craig with a big nose and long hair? <laughs> Come on. I like how a little miniature motorized bird scared off all these guys. And then now it's now it's causing havoc to this giant vulture. Aye, a tiny toy bird. Yeah. Run! Ah! It's running on double A batteries! It's coming at me in a non-threatening manner. The place on fire. <laughs> I can see the strings on the Blu-ray. <laughs> wow, you can really see the strings. Stop it, pest. Vulture is worthless. <laughs> Setting the whole place on fire. Know, he's just going crazy. Nobody treats me this way. I am the great Bobo. So they just soak their whole place in gasoline and hope nobody knocks over a candle or something? I mean, jeez. They want to get the best scent. Like, went up in flames in, like, 30 seconds. Yeah, quite the, advanced, a, the advanced pulley system for that Pegasus cage. In a swamp. They're in a swamp. Oh, we're coming up to the climax, guys. And a side Anthony. boob. Yep. <laughs> Pause. Front ass. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> Jordan's not out of sync with us. <laughs> Remember when I said I had to go for a <laughs> Stop being cheeky. You can still be fun, but not cheeky. Harry Hamlin is totally missing his own wedding day. Abe, you're not following the plot of this movie at all. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they're, sacri they're sacrificing her to the Kraken. And he needs Medusa's head. To freeze the Kraken. And stop I'm it. just thinking about John Carter. I was like, you know, John Carter's wedding scene was really fast compared to this one. 
Although this isn't a wedding scene, I get it. Yeah, it, yeah. no, it's just, they're completely going to deliver her to the Kraken unless someone's able to stop the Kraken. And Harry, Harry Hamlin is tired, apparently. He's like, oh, my God. He's still tuckered out from before. He's basically having to walk like 3,000 miles on his own two feet. All his horses are gone. Meanwhile, back at Zeus's Mattel playset. <laughs> oh, it's not that exciting. Let me just help you. No one saw that. No. Ah! <laughs> like that. <laughs> like, oh, oh, oh. Now Perseus has kung fu grip. Here we go. More Poseidon underwater scenes. <laughs> he looks like he's drowning underwater. <laughs> he looks like he's just really like shocked that he's there. He's like, wow, I'm I'm underwater. underwater breathe? <laughs> Can Hades do this? He's just peeing underwater. <laughs> <laughs> They pass by the Statue of Liberty. Damn you all to hell! They've been on Earth all this time? <laughs> well, the Crocker's not here, guys. I guess we can go. trying to draw this out long as possible. Just like every other scene in this movie. Exactly. <laughs> the Kraken is a giant sea monster, the mutant child born of the union of one of the mighty titans and the prehistoric reptile. The Kraken rises in an unforgettable explosion of churning sea to take Andromeda as a sacrifice before being sent to lasting death at the hand of Perseus. You just spoiled the movie, man. Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> You know, we have the sacrifice altar. We don't really use it all the time, but it's nice to have. I took my first date here. <laughs> they all of a sudden change uh, Andromeda with, like, Olivia Newton-John. She's going to start singing Summer Lovin'. <laughs> <laughs> John Travolta is there. John Travolta is the Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Look, I'm a beautiful baby. <laughs> Oh jeez, I messed up Argos. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that was John Travolta from Airspray. <laughs> Welcome back, Mr. Perseus. I'm really <laughs> underwater. No, really. <laughs> it's so big. Uh. Yeah, she's a lot more terrified in the remake. Burdum, burdum, burdum. 
Yeah, the Kraken in the remake kind of looked like the Cloverfield monster in a way. Yeah, as in you kind of forget it afterwards because it's like a big blob of CGI. <laughs> this guy's character is like those uh, those fin sideburns. Yeah. You know, that come down. He looks like droopy Godzilla. <laughs> It's like Godzilla got fat and like all his skin just started drooping down. It's like, Mrrr. the odds certainly seem stacked against me. <laughs> no, Bubo. Oh, <laughs> he like crushes it with his hand. <laughs> there he goes. There he is. So angry. E Harmony was a lot different. Than <laughs> 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 now, time to grease your lightning. Perseus just arriving in time. Oh my god, I'm still flying? Where's the kid? Hello, baby. This is the payoff for all those uh, hours and hours we've spent listening to exposition, guys. Welcome to it. Quick, Perseus. I can see the Kraken. Okay, now look over there. <laughs> what is that? Another bug? I'll just swat it out of the sky. Oh, wait. <laughs> Hold on, I can't quite get this in time. Hold on. It's a tricky sack here. <laughs> I had one thing to do, and I screwed it up. <laughs> uh, Booba's like, oh my god, I can't believe that. <laughs> oh, good thing I'm a swimmer. Thank God, Bubo's got Bubo, this. you're a genius. <laughs> he just rusts. <laughs> Whoa! Those snakes are active. She's full of Mountain Dew. <laughs> now he's really the Kraken. Oh. 
Because <laughs> he's cracking the thing. <laughs> Crack me up there, man. I love how the climax of this movie is just the Kraken standing up. Pretty much. Well, I tried to feel up Perseus's girl. You all saw it. I'm going to throw this incredibly powerful magical totem into the ocean. Yeah, I won't need it again. <laughs> My work's done here. Bye, Bruce. Bye, Perseus. Pegasus. <laughs> the guard just throws the keys at him. <laughs> Pegasus will be back in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yay! Yay! That was a delayed uh, response. <laughs> it's been cheering a few minutes ago. Yeah, it's been a rough day. <laughs> She's finally going to break him off a piece. With that Kit Kat bar. <laughs> this is a family friendly show. <laughs> Give me a break, Aid. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Everyone's like sharing the Pegasus. Harry Hamlin's like, what the hell, man? <laughs> Hamlin! Oh, for the oh, boobo. He's such a clumsy <laughs> owl. Classic <laughs> drunk little. <laughs> Thank you for entertaining us. You did good here, kid. You did real good. We've got to get this laser back to Frankie Goes to Hollywood. <laughs> Wait, Mick speaks code now? You saved Rock Ridge. For the uh, the remake trivia that came um, on IMDb, it says that Stephen Norrington was going to direct the film, but he hadn't seen the original Clash of the Titans, and he wasn't sure he could make a faithful remake. Oh, said, wow. Well, why didn't it take two hours to watch it? <laughs> it was one of those... Those, you know, those classic situations where you, they asked him to do it and gave him three minutes to decide. <laughs> well, can I watch the original? No. Now or never. Kids were crazy about constellations back then. More like still are. <laughs> 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 
I'd like to think that everybody saw Clash of the Titans and like looked up things about constellations after this came out. Okay, the immortals were. <laughs> Everybody pick out someone you want to punch. <laughs> the mortals were. <laughs> well, Maggie Smith, definitely. All right, well, we, we've we gotten through Clash of the Titans. With, okay, oh, wait, hold on. At the, the mythologicals as themselves. Charon, <laughs> the Achilles, Kraken, Medusa, Pegasus, and Scorpion. That's cool how they give credit to the Scorpions, you know. They weren't there for that long, but they deserved it. Well, they're, they're a good band, so... Congratulations, you survived. <laughs> yep. Thanks again to anybody that stick to, stuck around all the way through this uh, this commentary, I guess. Um, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, you know, the end of the, the end of the movie here, end of Clash of the Titans. <laughs> Happy to, for anyone that for some reason watched this for the first time with us listening, sorry. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> we make no apologies. I, uh, yeah, so I guess, uh, yeah, that will do it this week for Out Now with Aaron and Abe. You can find more of my work at my personal blog, thecodezeek.com, where you can find all my written movie reviews, as well as at whiteslowblue.com for more Blu-ray reviews. You can also find me at twitter.com slash Aaron's PS3. You can find more fun stuff at walrusmoose.blogspot.com, animals walrusmoose.blogspot.com, and twitter.com slash walrusmoose. Jordan. You can find some great articles at damndirtyblog.blogspot.com. And Mr. Jim Dietz. Uh, LegionofDudes.com for the HHWLOD Podcast Network and ReadingWatchmen.com for the ongoing uh, learning resource on Watchmen. Great. And yeah, you can find all our other much better episodes about how with Aaron and Abe all on iTunes. I don't know. We had fun doing this. It's fun doing these commentaries. <laughs> as ill-informed as we are about the actual movies we're talking <laughs> about, it's fun, to, it's fun to talk over them. But yeah, all of our other... All our, all our other regular episodes about Now with Aaron and Abe are available on iTunes and at HHWLOD.com. We can find all the other shows that Jim is a co-host on as well. And, um, yeah, you can also email us at outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can, you know, praise us for somehow sticking with it all the way through this commentary after already peaking with the Ghost Rider commentary. <laughs> and, of course, you can uh, <laughs> make sure to like our page at facebook.com slash outnowpodcast, and, you know, you'll find all the other episodes updated there and, you know, various updates for our blogs and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, this has been the Clash of the Titans commentary. You're uh, welcome. Uh, yeah, happy you guys came on. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Um, hey, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and of course uh, until next time so and long and goodbye
I like how the all of our accents for the skeleton are like New York and gritty accents. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got there, boys? <laughs> we got to start adding S's on everything. Hey, unless you want the boatsman to take you over to the Medusas. 